I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's called a panic room. What? A safe room. A castle keep in medieval time. I've read about these. They're quite in vogue in high-end construction right now. One really can't be too careful about home invasion. This is perfect. This is Raul. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack episode 440, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian Raul Can Help You Dunaway. Raul is here with mm. my bulletproof vest and gun. Oh, hi. <laughs> yes. Hello, is this 911? Oh, thank God. Listen, I was on my couch with my kids. Watching a David Fincher film from 2002, eating nachos and drinking red wine. And then there were three. No, do not put me on hold. Crap, crap, crap. <laughs> it would appear that the American hip hop group Public Enemy was correct in their assessment of the 911 services in my town being less than adequate. <laughs> well, at least I was able to make it to the panic room, a.k.a. the toilet, before things really went south. Oh, man, those nachos and red wine are invading my gut like Jared Leto and cornrows. Okay, I'm just going to lay here on the cold floor and sweat until the kids get back with the toilet paper. Oh, crap. Somebody's at the door. It never fails. Always when I'm in the panic room. Oh, hello, officer. Yes, I called 911, uh, but that was a mistake. What's that? What was the end of that sentence when I said there were three? Look, I was a little drunk. And if you must know, we were out of toilet paper. And what I was going to say was I was eating nachos and drinking red wine. And there were three shells. In the bathroom. And I don't know how to use them. There, happy? Now I really got to go. Bye! Uh, that was great. Nice callback. That was really good. Across the board, well done. Uh, grant inspiration. Just kidding. We're not playing D&D here. Uh, also with us, Randy. Jared Leto has cornrows Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Hi. Brian. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I ran a wildly successful chain of home security installers? No. It's a true, true story. <laughs> it's a great business, and you're going to make millions that you can't carry in the wind if you follow my three simple rules. Number one, 
Focus your business on ridiculously rich people. I know you're thinking, come on, man, tell me something I don't know. But seriously, there are people out there spending $20 million on homes that contain another $20 million in there somewhere. (laughs) They clearly don't need all that money. Number two, make your systems hysterically difficult to turn on and operate. This one's just for laughs, boys. You're going to get a great chuckle every time you think about a person trying to figure out the instruction manual. Mm. Number three, and this is the big secret that ain't no one going to tell you, you only hire people who also rob the homes. It's brilliant. Think about it. Your installers are also the robbers. Brilliant. (laughs) Wow. There was million. no brilliance in the in these in these individuals. No, absolutely no, no, <laughs> no, no brilliance. There was a little niceness in one of them, and that's about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I could see. I think I could see brain matter coming out of uh, Jared Leto's head in those cornrows. Oh yeah, just a little, <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. too tight. They created a little uh, a little uh, trenches for it. Is what it yeah, was. yeah, right. Uh, with us finally, Brian. Hope you like a corner. <laughs> I can't yeah. read. I hope you like a corner metal toilet ibit. Oh, I do like those. Okay. Uh, okay, Mom. Um, now that we've put our apartment on the market, hopefully we're going to find somebody who wants to own an apartment with a panic room. But now we need to find somewhere else to live. Uh, how about this one? High floor, two-bedroom apartment facing west with a huge private outdoor terrace that runs the length of the apartment. Ooh. Apartment comes with a special room reserved for an on-site car repair technician. Ah, oh, shoot. I didn't think we wanted an apartment with a mechanic room. How about this one? <laughs> this striking new Upper West Side home, see where I'm going, offers three bedrooms and three and a half baths surrounded by views in all directions. Ooh, with slightly more than 2,000 square feet, it is beautifully designed for both entertaining and day-to-day living. It comes with a special room made for eating fruits and vegetables that were grown without pesticides or hormones. Oh, Uh. darn. (laughs) An organic room. All right, next. Oh, this one seems nice. Originally constructed in 1912, this building contains 448 residences, most of which have large balconies affording stunning city central park and Hudson River views. This charming West Village tower suffered a massive flood during its first year, which drowned all the residents living on the lower decks. I mean floors. There aren't enough fire escapes for all the residents, and the previous owner, Billy Zane, reserves the right to drop by any time. <laughs> Sounds perfect. We'll take it. The Titanic room? Yeah, what is that? the, the Titanic room. Of course. Nice. By the way, I want Titanic. Brian, a great steward of the law of threes. Always well, love yeah. threes. Always, yeah. always love threes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I like it. Hey, everybody, <laughs> we watch Panic Room. Yeah, yeah, you heard me. Panic Room, uh, the one David Fincher movie I didn't think I'd, I had seen. There, there's. Oh. Um, I went through the list and was trying to find others that I hadn't seen. Pretty sure it's the only one I haven't watched before until now, and I don't know why I missed this one because this would have been prime. Uh, Fincher time for me. We post, just yeah, post Fight Club time and yep. Mm-hmm. So you, you can, I, the, can I give you the synopsis? It's one of the best one sentence synopsis I've ever read. Give it to us. Panic Room: A divorced woman and her diabetic daughter take refuge in their newly purchased house's safe room when three men break in, searching for a missing fortune. That is perfect. Every yeah. word mm-hmm. perfect. It's hundred percent accurate. Yeah, hundred well, percent almost. They they, and, they were already in the house by the time they got in the panic room, but it was very close. Sure. Very close. I oh, yeah. wish I wish I had read that before we put it in Sacktober because this movie. Hello. Oh, oh, what's oh, happening? Oh, we got yeah, some, uh, oh no, the, the electric buzz? buzz is back. It's back. Sweet. Yeah. No, it's Sweet. gone now. Okay. It's gone now. 
Yeah. I wish I'd read that description. Well, it's my, back. My... <laughs> <laughs> is it me? Is Who's it... putting their tongue on a nine no, volt it's, battery? It's done away. Yeah. It's, it's, it's done that before. How do you figure it's okay. me? Well, because it happened last I'm time, just, remember? I'm just standing here casually. Go oh, ahead. all right. Maybe okay. it's all right. Go ahead. All right. I don't think it's me. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had, I wish I'd read this description a month ago because I put it in Sacktober thinking it was a horror movie <laughs> and it wasn't scary at all. It's just a David oh, yeah, Fincher no. thriller. Oh, it's a t- it's intense though. Like, it's intense, but yeah, I mean, when we talked about doing this for October, I was thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe they know something I don't because I didn't yeah, think this was, was a great October choice, but I'm all right with that. You know, it's still- that was my assessment too. I thought maybe I was thinking, well, maybe they're thinking like the Purge because that always comes out like a Halloween time. And I'm like, even though it's not really scary but okay i was like okay. Mm-hmm. to yeah. each his own i thought maybe i didn't watch all the scary movies during halloween as other cultures sure but, yeah. I, since i hadn't seen it i wasn't sure if there was maybe something in there that was you know supernatural at the end or whatever but i still think it holds <clears throat> because the mm-hmm. the the intensity of like the okay i'll give you the example here the the sprint to get out of there uh, let's see how did this work to get it to get out of there and get your phone mm-hmm. and the slow oh motion God. arguing of Dwight Yoakam, Cornrow, and freaking uh, uh what's his when name? When I crying game. Crying game. <laughs> when they're all when they're all there on the stairs doing that and they did that kind of effect, I was kind of breathless, dude. That really yeah. got me. Yeah, it was that's a well done it was a well executed use of slow motion because it is you know, the fumbling and, and all that sort of thing. And the, you know, no, the, we all know where her phone is. It's under the bed, but she's like looking for it in the wrong place. And we know yeah. that any noise is, uh, is going to trigger them coming back up. Yeah. Anytime they did the out of the room stuff, I got super tense. And the yeah. one where they fooled her, there. Well, they fooled her because Dwight Yoakam was pre- pretending to be the, the hurt, way <laughs> overaged husband. My gosh, I thought that guy oh was Oh, my dad. gosh, don't get me started. Let me oh, talk about oh, that for a second. So I get it. He's some rich financier. She's young, and, you know, he, whatever, pulls her strings, and now they're, they get married, and turns out he's just kind of a douche, and he moves on to the next young person. Uh, I no, get- he's more than a douche. He's a dumbass. Yeah, he- I mean, <laughs> I also wrote dumbass 100 times every time he was on screen. I'm like, oh my god, what a dumbass! Yeah, he's kind of a dumbass. Yeah. But it also, yeah. I thought he was the, a dad, her dad, and right. me too. They mm-hmm. cast they cast someone 24 years older than Jodie Foster. Yeah, it was too much. Yeah, it was. And too it much. kind of ruined my. It kind of it kind of like lowered my idea of who Jodie Foster was. Not that people can't fall in love with people of different age groups. Don't get me wrong. I'm, we're talking about tropes in movies. Yeah. So the trope in movie immediately is like, oh then she must have been kind of a gold digger because, you know, she's much younger, he's mm. older, has more money. Oh, interesting. And stuff. So, and I'm kind of like devalued the character in my mind. Just, just. Yeah. The, yeah. It's not so much like you're absolutely right. There, there are going to be cases in real life where somebody's going to be with somebody much older and it's hundred percent fine. Great. Well, well done. You found your soulmate. Who cares? In, in movies, the, the trope is to make you, you, you know, you're supposed to feel a certain way toward a character. And up until the point he showed up, I had all this empathy of like, Ah, this guy probably looks like Dermot Dermot McRolney or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> some young quaffed hair a hole, you know, hot shot on Wall Street. Uh, Leo yeah. DiCaprio and that other that one movie, the Wolf of Wall Street kind of kind of guy. And so when this dude shows up, I went, 
Is he a exactly. priest? Is he a dad? Is he someone's grandpa? Like, <laughs> right. I, mean, I, right. I expected, I, I, I thought he was a neighbor at first, but what I would expect, okay, so they already played up the, the fact that he had found someone younger and better. And I'm like, he's not going to get any better than, than Jodie Foster. I mean, but if he was an attractive younger man who was also rich, mm-hmm. he might be able to do it. But there's no way this guy is like, you know, just getting young honeys like left and right, unless those young honeys are, you know, susceptible to, uh, to money. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So th- there was some tropes, like I said, that I didn't care for in that fashion, but I know there's a lot of political analysis of, of this and social analysis of this film. Uh, really? Which I, yeah. I believe it or yeah. not, it is, in there. it is crazy that yeah. they, how much they've analyzed this film. Yeah. I saw mention of that in, in uh, on the Wikipedia article on IMDb and was surprised because I didn't, I didn't, couldn't tell any political perspective or any, anything like that. But, right. uh, Apparently, there's some of that in there. The David Coop script, which, by the way, he got paid $4 million for, which at the time I think is the highest price ever paid for a single script in Hollywood, which is crazy. Almost most of the budget, right? Yeah, which is funny because $4 million for a script that is, I mean, I I think it's good. It's taut. It's, you know, it's got all the the markings of a good Fincher Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It looks like a Fincher movie. It's all good. It's just it's really kind of a basic story. And it's one of those stories that is completely dependent on a plot device known as a room that you can go panic in. And the whole idea is like, all right, we got the room. So now let's build a story around the room. And I feel like almost anybody could write that. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Like, I'm not saying yeah. it's badly yeah. written. I'm just saying it's, it's kind of written. It kind of writes itself in a way. I, so, so what, you know, what does David Fincher do? Right? Like, I, you know, as you know, he has made some of my favorite movies. More, more just to watch and enjoy, not like high art. But what David Fincher does is comes along and says, all right, so we have this pretty basic thing. I can't really do much with these characters, right? Like, I'm not going to be able to to make them reveal anything that makes them into an interesting character much. Although I really wanted to know more about those cops. I'll bring it back up later. Mm. Uh, but but David Fincher decides, we're you know what? We're going to fly this camera around and we're going to have takes that go on for days. <laughs> and I was glued. I, I could not look away from some of those. Oh, yeah, shots. no, I loved it. I loved that yeah. stuff. It was really cool. That's I guess I should say right up front here, I really like this movie a lot. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, like the movie cool. to the point that the cell phone was introduced and also the propane. There was just a few little things that well, just like really really took me out of the movie because if they should just remove the cell phone completely because it just really gave me a lot of trouble why why what what about the cell phone what bugged you okay so first of all was she she eventually she left it outside the panic room i was cool with that i'm like okay good that explains why she can't use the cell phone but then she got it and she got in the room in this in the room i'm like okay but you already established that there's a big tube that goes outside with the flashlight so you could easily you know slide that down the tube and then it was later when she was like, uh, she actually left the panic room. Well, she tried to do free, the tube, though. Free of the panic room. She was free of the panic room. Why didn't she take the cell phone with her? Well, I agree I, with that. Why, she should have had it. She should have had it in a pocket or something. But but she did try the tube. She tried to get it in there, and, it, and she still couldn't get a signal. I was actually thinking that as they were well, in there. Yeah, like, but she the didn't tube. try hard enough. She just went, oh, and then she said, you know what would be easier? Ripping out the phone lines and, and connecting a regular phone. <laughs> no, no. Still way easier right. with the cell phone. So, Dunaway, you would have you would have uh, put the cell phone on a stick and then had another stick to push the buttons. I like, had it all the way out the tube. Something. I mean, even if she dialed 911 and, you know, just kind of slowly pushed it with a stick and then pulled it back in. I mean, surely there must be something that she can attack. 
attach it to a stick or something. I mean, or get a get a get get a wire and make an antenna something. that that mm. leans all the way out the hole. But yeah, I it, it's a it's a trope. We've talked about it so many times. Like cell phones ruin movies. And on the other hand, now if you make a movie now, you have to account for phones really carefully mm -hmm. because we all have them and we all you know like use them all the time mm -hmm. but i thought this was a good little straddle that line kind of depiction it didn't take me yeah away. it didn't bother I me did. and actually i appreciated it when she actually tried to hold it in the tube because that's because that was where i was going to be pissed i was like you yeah. just spent all that time with the only right. hole to the outside world where you could actually get air and do your little signal to that Freaking waste right. of space, jerkwad oh, neighbor of yours. A naked, a ugly naked guy next door. Because yeah. I'll tell you, man, I, I was like, you are wasting your time. There is yeah. no way that if I was next door to a, a a place and somebody was flashing me with a light, there's no way I would do anything other than close the blinds. Close yeah. the blinds, no exactly. It's like, it's like ah, that's hell? annoying. Yeah. God, I hate my neighbors, and then I just close the blinds. <laughs> and it would have to be a guy who knows. Somebody has to know the SOS stuff, which, by the way, according to the trivia, was not SOS. It was something else, so she wasn't doing the right thing. Right. But. Well, she was doing SOS, but she, but in Titanic, they used a different thing. Uh, they used oh, what that's was it, what it CBQ was. or something. Right, and then she, so the idea, or yeah, the goof was that she had claimed it was Titanic that taught her, but if she'd really right. been taught by Titanic, it wouldn't have been SOS, right? So am I having some tech problems? Randy says we should pause and let Dunaway do some tech support. Oh, you're just Fine. having weird, your mic's kind of swishy and swashy sounding. It's a weird. Interesting. Yeah, okay. it's not terrible. It's just mm -hmm. kind of. No, I thought, yeah. Sounds like part of the buzzy, it's not buzzing now, but it sounds like it's part of that shorty sounding shortiness, whatever it is. We should pause. Hold <laughs> on, now we're fixed. Okay, we're back, everybody. Uh, you know, glitches. You got to sometimes you got to stop and you got to find them, and it's all good. And I don't remember what the hell we were talking about. I want to. I want to actually go back to the beginning because the beginning of this movie, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be full of tropes." Mm. And uh, the 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 trope that just jumped out at me so hard, and everybody, I guess, is your clever use of words in, mm. in, in your movie. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so mm -hmm. so I th I always think of yeah, I always think of Star Wars <laughs> as the like the gold standard, right? We're gonna have some opening credits or we're going to have a synopsis or whatever and it's going to be different. You know, it's not going to be like every other movie. But it's not actually I don't think Star Wars is the trope here. I think there's other movies that have stuck their credits out in the world you're seeing oh. or even in some cases they oh. they've, they've gone past that. Like remember in Zombieland how the the rules appear I'm thinking Zombieland because we got a second Zombieland movie right yeah. now but but you know what I'm saying like right yeah, they're talking this. about the double tap and yeah, cardio yeah, yeah. and that sort of thing where it like breaks yeah. the almost breaks the fourth wall by having yeah text title and titles and graphics in your stuff I've seen other like straight up just credits and movies that do the same thing TV shows do mm -hmm. it now like it's it's mm -hmm. a thing I don't know if this was the first or not but it does seem like an early example of it um, these yeah, are a little less dynamic these look like really bad bezel shots from Photoshop. Um, <laughs> oh it's so no, bad but, it's but but it reminds me of fringe so fringe would do that with the establishing shots yeah. where they'd oh, say yeah. every time they go they to were. a new city mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it really looked like big hovering letters that <laughs> you know clouds were were shading on top of and things were affecting uh like it matched the the sun placement of the rest of the scene that was really really well done in fringe and it's this was, cool looking it's just a little too clever you know what i mean like yeah it's like all well, right it, it doesn't really add anything except it makes you think wow cool credits but other than that what does it do it doesn't yeah, really I think it's oh, kind of a distraction because it's a fincher movie i immediately thought well that's just a distraction what's really going on here and i was like watching for like uh you know they live kind of 
exactly. placement, placement oh, okay. boards looking for stuff like, oh, look at this happy couple, but they're not really happy. Something's going on there in I, that picture. It really thing. has nothing to do with a panic room, those giant right, letters right. floating outside. Right. And, and so instead of appreciating some great shots of the city, you know what I mean? Or like getting mm-hmm. a feel for what, what's going on in this city. Like at the very, very least, this first sequence should let you know that it's raining and it's dark, you know? And instead mm-hmm. of that, you're just looking at the the name Jared Leto. Like, oh yeah, he was Jordan Catalano. He's so dreamy in my so-called life. Yeah. Give me a break. Ta- that Those words, all, <laughs> like right out of the gate, I'm all upside down on this movie. Is it Leto or uh, Leto? We should establish. What is yeah, it? Yeah, I've, I've always heard Leto, but... Uh, um, I kind of like the sound of Leto, mm-hmm. like Judge Leto. Or it is that Judge Alito? It makes me think Alito? of a Boz Skaggs hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Deepest cut of the day goes to you. That's well, Alito I, shuffle. Come on. I mean, I mean you let's, know. I, I wanna, let's talk about let's talk about this Jordan Catalano guy for a minute because he has he has taken on a very interesting career. Like you you know, like he was just he was just a quiet, good looking teenager for a little while, but then I, I, he and his agent decided. He was going to be special. He was going to be one of these actors who uh, never does the same thing twice, only takes really specific scripts that they think are really high-minded, et cetera, et cetera. And it's kind of worked. Do you think it's just because he was always a wackadoo and he was like, I just can't wait to get out. Of, I, I need to take these early roles because how else am I going to pay the bills? But eventually I'm going to get to do all the weird shit I want to do. I feel like that's... I mean, mm, yes and him. no. Like his... His turn as the as as the character Rayon in the movie Dallas Buyers Club is kind of revelatory. Like he's a pretty good actor. No, he's very good. But then, yeah. but then you know, like uh, there's just I don't know. There's something about him that's just he seems like a lot of other actors. Like there's it, he doesn't have something really special. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. I see him now. I think he I, does. I, I think he I think he stands pretty alone now these days. Like he yeah. he doesn't he definitely has. Um, a reputation and uh, Joaquin Phoenix has a similar reputation. They also mm-hmm. both play the Joker. Oh, okay, so you, you're putting the Jokers together. Sure. I am kind of putting the well, Jokers together, but the but the actors have the same reputation pre pre Joker, which is they are super method. They get really so into their roles, they drive everyone nuts around them. They have horrible storm off the set fights with directors and producers, uh, <laughs> but they end up put delivering incredible performances. I think he's just one of those dudes. Just yeah, Daniel Day Lewis is supposed to be another one who's kind of like that, where, yeah. you know, you just get super into the role when he's on set, and uh, and is the character even when the cameras are off. Yeah, even at home, like n- none of these guys can stay married very long, and like right. it's just like a really weird, weird dedication well, I, to their craft. I feel like I'm, he's just one of those guys. I'm looking forward to the Jared Leto and Christian Bale season of True Detective. That's That'll all be, I got. That'd be all right. <laughs> that'd be all right. Yeah. That would be all right, actually. I think you'd be up for that. Yeah. yeah, you're not describing a thing I wouldn't watch. I would watch that. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. He's an interesting pick in this movie because, in some ways, it's really not. They could have had anybody be the mm-hmm. loudmouth a hole uh, who's trying to run the 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 operation of, of robbing that house. Um, so he's an interesting pick, and this is 2002 before he'd really you know taken off and done much else that anybody would really super recognize him for. But I thought he did a pretty good job. He successfully made me very angry at his character and 
right. annoyed with him. He played him. the punk, right? He yeah. played that played, that right. that privileged nephew who wanted more mm-hmm. than his shit. Yeah, yeah. And on, the, on, uh, but but I feel like any of those roles, the three burglars, could have been played by any three decent actors. You yeah, know what and, I mean? and and so like, like I, great. Dwight Dwight Yoakam kind of out of left field casting. Oh my but, gosh, uh, that was so weird. Yeah, but uh, he does so well. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the right. fact that they kept the ski mask on him for the longest, the longest <laughs> I time. I know he's that... never taking that off, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, he had a bulletproof vest on too, and I was like, "How did that play in later in the in the in the gunfight?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And maybe Grandpa wasn't as bad a shot as we thought. Maybe he was actually hitting him in the chest and just right, right. Thing. That's what I was trying to figure out. <laughs> also, by the way, whenever I see, whenever I hear about a rich uncle dying and some selfish nephews, I always think of like. Uh, Ducktales and thinking about the, <laughs> I always think about Huey, Louie, and, uh, and Doc. Who is it? Huey, Louie, and who, who's the, who's Dewey. the three? Huey, Dewey, Dewey and Louie. Yeah, yeah, Huey, yeah, Dewey, yeah, Louie. yeah, yeah. So I always think of that for some Sleazy reason. Easy and dopey. Yeah, <laughs> Doc. Right. Was, there, was there an episode of Ducktales where they, uh, you know, right, where, absolutely break in and into uh, Rich Uncle Scrooge's yeah. or uh, Scrooge McDuck's? Uh, They're always <laughs> trying to do yeah. that. But They're here, but back, all that gold. Back to your casting, though, I actually would agree except i think that forrest whitaker is just about perfect for the role um i like his i like how i I, like how he is like he's he's gonna go through with this crime he really doesn't want to hurt anybody but he's this great combination of i need to do this i have to do this and smart but blue collar but could you imagine sam rockwell in that same role like playing the dick who's kind of has a little change of heart at the end and kind of decides to help her out a little bit of empathy or yeah i the, guess so the, the trivia says denzel washington was considered and i can see the I sympathetic denzel washington i can't really see the hard oh oh no training the, day never mind there is a training yeah. day. Yeah. i think he pushed around though like that you gotta, yeah. you gotta remember forrest whitaker is an academy award winner Glo- golden globe winner emmy winner the guy is kind of slumming it in this movie, mm. but it all pays off in the very last shot of him standing in the back garden. Mm. That mm. is freaking awesome. Mm. I I I can't help I couldn't help wondering how they made it. Is there am I looking at some CGI trickery or am I looking at a helicopter hovering mm. about 100 feet above him? I can't, you know what I mean? Like right. I, I just pre drone it's pre drone uh, video. Like you, you right. didn't have drones then in Well, oh, not, right. only, not only the, the the height part's not the impressive part, it's just this kind of almost like um chore, uh, choreography of paper <laughs> right yeah, that's what i'm right. saying yeah, i know the camera around, yeah. i know the camera's on a cherry picker but i'm asking was there a helicopter parked 100 feet above him to cause that wind effect i, I gotcha. think there was like, there was a good bit of cg in this film there was, but yeah. it was still it was, it was it pretty was good enough. But I think I, I think I definitely would have used. I think that's why I liked it because the you're right about it being low key. It was also like impossible shots when that camera was going through the house when they were first right. breaking in. Hundred percent impossible shots. It's traveling through walls and pipes and doors and countertops and everything else. But it's so subtly included that it didn't look out of place or weird to me. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. I thought that stuff looked awesome. And in particular, mm-hmm. there was a scene when they were in the, the room and they had the idea to start yelling for neighbors <laughs> and the wall shaking from uh, whatever. And the, right. the camera zooms in and it gets so microscopic that you see just bits of the cement sort of sloughing off the edge of this very close up microscopic shot of that crease. Yes. In the wall. Right. And I just thought, oh, I freaking love stuff like that. And it didn't look bad or old or man, they'd sure do that better today. Like it still held up. I thought that stuff looked really good. 
and I liked it. Normally, I'm bugged what, by that you, sort of what thing. What did you guys think about the? Uh, what, what do you guys know about propane and propane accessories? <laughs> <laughs> Only what I learned after watching this movie is that propane is heavier than air. So that exactly, that giant propane blue is flame would have been air. surrounding Jodie Foster. Does, and... not, does everybody not? I, okay, like I was, I was trying to figure out. I'm like, but propane's heavier than air, just yeah. barely, but it's still heavier. And I'm like, I'm like, where did I get that information from? But I don't know. It immediately was like. No, that's well, not how that works, here's, Jody Foster. Here's what they did. Well, okay, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because what it looked like when they ignited it, when she ignited it, is that the right. whole room had a flash of blue, but then right. it concentrated up top because it's still being blown through the vent, and so the vent up top well, then, was still okay. Part of the well, she still then she got lucky because she kept telling her stupid daughter to get on the floor, breathe, get on the floor and breathe where all the well, propane is. Yeah, but she moron. was saying that wasn't that after there's they found the hole that they could get a little air out of some fresh air out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, feel like they had that stuff I, covered. I, it didn't really bug me. I was okay me. with it all. I'm sure that <laughs> that propane fire doesn't work that way, but I I like I didn't have a like a big problem. There's I, I Dunaway seems to have some hard sci-fi problems with this movie, <laughs> and it's just like I felt like the movie was really hand wavy, and I went with it. Like I was I was willing right. to be charmed by this film into not thinking too hard about. How would that tube of propane work if you gave it a flame? You know, if I was but, a, I, mean, if, I was already, at, I was already in home, home alone land as soon as they started doing that anyway. So I mean, I was already, sure. I was already taking a trip outside was, the movie. I didn't even think about was. the Home Alone comparison. There's a lot of comparisons you could make to Home Alone. Oh, yeah. It's like a dark, dirty Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it but it's if Home Invasion. Let's talk. Continue in the casting discussion. If it were me, no offense to Jodie Foster, she's great in lots of things. I would have taken like Sandra Bullock in this movie before I would take Jodie Foster. Well, we already had another alternative, right? Uh, who? Oh, well, Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman was the original. Nicole Kidman was originally. She actually even started filming stuff, uh, right? Didn't did she actually even Something film? Like she that. was originally. Then she didn't know about out. filming, but I knew that. Oh no, I take that back because yeah, they thought that she was just uh, she had just a, a big problem on set, and then she had a Moulin Rouge injury. Yeah. Yeah, and so and and also she she is actually the voice of the uh of the right the other the, other woman the ex girlfriend or the yeah. the new wife yeah over woman, yeah. and it was very brief just that part over the phone right was that the only part I think that was I yelled at I yes. yelled at the screen on this movie a lot so that's good that's good for a horror movie you want some, you want me yelling at the uh, screen and I yelled a lot hmm. yeah yeah I I right. I didn't yell but I. And she again, she's fine. I just felt like Sandra Bullock in in peril is more my jam than than uh, what's her name in peril. I don't know. Oh, why. Jodie Foster. I like Jodie Foster in this role. I thought she was fine. I mean, off. she's fine. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the mother daughter combination of those two, <clears throat> I think, was brilliant casting. You know what it is? It's luck. a it's a Jodie Foster thing great. in me, and I'll admit it's a me thing. There's there's something about when she talks. She does this. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's her delivery. I know that doesn't bother you about Sean Connery too? No, it I don't know why it doesn't bother me with Sean Connery because he has an accent too. Maybe so it doesn't bother me. But in her would case, would you rather she use Nell speak throughout the whole film? <laughs> oh my lord, I forgot about Nell. <laughs> oh my gosh, that one that Liam Neeson movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think most people would say it's a Jodie Foster movie. But. Well, right, right, right. <laughs> she was just like some country uh, bumpkin that couldn't talk in full sentences or something. What was she the deal? Was, uh, raised by wolves and developed her own secret language or something. I mean, not oh, raised by wolves. I'm, but, 
I'm the guy, I guess I'm the opposite. I I liked everything I've seen Jodie Foster in. I I just find her. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I like her in lots of things. I just in right. this one I kept in, this, in my head. I'd go, oh, that would be better if that was Sandra Bullock right now. And, and I think at some point, Flight Plan needs to be on our list yes. for for watching for film site. That's that another perfect. daughter thing, right? Uh, uh, is it? Was there a daughter on there? I thought she was yeah, just. Yeah, no, on that, the plane. I thought that was the whole thing. Or am I thinking about the other one that came out about the same time? Once, once like red eye to tell everybody. Or, it's like my daughter was here, and now she's gone. It's a conspiracy theory. Is that not the one? It's the other one. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the different one. Was there one with um, Holly Berry? Uh, shoot, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that one. Is. They both they both came out near the same time, and they, they, did, they yeah. did have two different ideas. Yeah, I'm so. looking it up right now because I'm trying to remember for sure which one. Yeah, okay. So, so flight, so flight yeah. plan was the one where she's heading home for her husband right. uh, to bury her husband and her daughter disappears. That's and, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's got Peter Sarsgaard in it. Sarsgaard. Yeah. So this is like yeah. escape plan in the air. Oh, right? Sean Bean's yeah. in that? Does he probably dies in Panic it? Room. Probably. Probably dies. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's a captain. He's gonna die, and somebody has to coach her through landing the plane or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if that's true. But I never saw this one, but it seems like it could be fun. Two thousand five. It was fun. It was fun. I well, that's interesting because that's only two years after this, two three years after this, and it's kind of similar mm-hmm. in tone and 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 concept. Do you think she was going like? Liam Neeson's a hoot, right? Because that guy made Taken, and then suddenly fifteen movies that are like Taken, <laughs> right? And so, like, I, I wonder five of them called Taken, and then ten other ones that are basically Taken but with a different name. Yeah, and I just wonder if Jodie Foster was make was aiming for that here, like if she was going. Oh, I'm on a train. I gotta find these people who are trying to. <laughs> so take I think this train out. So I've got a new set of skills. <laughs> So one of the first things you said about this movie to us privately, Scott, was that you didn't think there was much to it. Like there was like a, there wasn't going to be much dialogue. There wasn't going to be a lot of like, you know, like stuff to chew on. And I I, I, I thought about that throughout the movie while I was watching it. And I, I really got stuck on the scene where Jodie Foster has to somehow turn away cops. And that little sequence is just really good to me. Like she's pretending to have woken up. She's telling a bunch of lies. The cop wants to know if she's actually mm-hmm. lying on purpose and he can't find a way through. And you don't know yeah. if maybe she's going to blink at him. And uh, I really like the cops there, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the guy, the cop behind who doesn't only has one line is Mel Rodriguez, who is one of my favorite comedic, comedic actors. He was Todd in The Last Man on Earth, and he's now Ernie in On Becoming oh. a God in Central Florida. Okay. And Mel Rodriguez is awesome. And so that whole scene, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm watching Jodie Foster act, and I just love it. And I just wish the movie had more stuff like that, you know, because it was really good. Yeah, there mm. there's moments of interesting conversation, but it is still pretty pretty sparse like it's not like there's a lot yeah it's it's supposed to be right so it's supposed to be kind of like we're supposed to feel the emotions you gotta be quiet when you gotta be quiet because you're you're two there's two people playing chess essentially Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. and she's got you know she's she's holding all the pieces at one point in time and then then it flips so uh yeah it's, it's it's supposed to be a lot of them thinking 
and not yeah. giving up any information to the other side. So it's your move now. Yeah, right. Right. it's your move now, buddy. Here's some uh, here's some fun trivia for you guys today. Uh, according to David Fincher, Kristen Stewart grew more than three inches during the filming of the project. Did he, did he measure her? Okay, she, come on, come on to the screen. Oh, there we go. Yes, I think. Actually, they, yes, I, they I, I think filmmakers that, filmmakers notice these things. Yeah, very right. Much. And, and oh, they're three inches. Yeah. Oh, screwed. Yep. So they, said, they had to you know do costuming and stuff as well. And well, right. Jodie Foster is known to be tiny. Uh, mm-hmm. So she, when she started this thing, she was smaller than Jodie Foster. And when the production right. when the production started, when uh, things got so later, she sure was like towering over. Three inches. <laughs> sure that's not, well, that's uh, why you notice toward the shrinking. end of the movie, she's laying on the bench with her head in her lap. She's laying on the ground. Oh, she's slumped over. She's not going to stand taller than her mom because earlier she was like way shorter than her mom. So it was that sort of thing. Um, it's because this was long, 120 days. Uh, longest shoot in Jodie Foster's career uh, in filmmaking. Because she had to go get pregnant. Thanks a lot, Jodie Foster. Let's put it all on pause while she makes a baby. <laughs> yep, that's true. Her second kid or something? Wasn't that the deal? Something like that. I think so. Not that it matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, I like this part. And this sounds like Fincher being real picky. But the shot of Sarah's medical bag sliding on the floor outside the panic room into the room just barely as it was being shut. Yeah. Uh, with the shot in there and everything, Thanks. 103 takes. Good lord! Oh, oh my gosh! That's nope, a lot. nope. Do it again. Now, see, now you can do that with CGI and just have it done in one. Yeah, <laughs> or, but but it's like it's like a ping pong ball and a solo cup. If you just keep the camera rolling and keep doing yeah, it, it'll happen. eventually go in there. My, again, my again. <laughs> my favorite trivia Master of all of these. Intense. Every one of these is my. All these are good trivia. My favorite is this. According to Fincher, the crew uh, were still finding feathers. From when uh, oh, yeah. uh, Forrest Whitaker was drilling through the pillow for six months on those sets, they just kept <laughs> I finding thought that them. Was, yeah, I actually liked that. At first, I was kind of like, "Oh, that was unnecessary," but I was like, "You know, I'm I'm a smart enough moviegoer to understand that we're going, you know, from the outside to the inside." I but I feel like he kind of overexplained that, but then I also appreciated it because I thought it was kind of cool too to see the you know the feather well, going. That's there. what I maybe, mean. Maybe like, like they did, the, mo- they had moments where I where the other lesser movies or lesser directors would have let something pass. And the other example to right. me is when she's running through the house now with a sledgehammer and smashing all the cameras. And Dwight and I and and in my head I went, "Well, those guys should have done it? that." What the hell were they thinking? Right. Yeah. And then I Dwight Yoakam was wondering why they didn't do that at the beginning. Yeah. Like, and then Dwight well, Yoakam I, goes. Dwight Yoakam goes. Why? Why the hell didn't we do that? And I went, yeah. "All right, thank you for acknowledging it." Like, yeah. I like it when yeah, a movie was- does that. There was a little bit of trouble for me there with with the actual uh, the cameras and stuff because okay so the guy who ma- who installs these all the time doesn't know that there's a button in the bedroom that he can talk back into the room and he <laughs> right the intercom yeah the, I was like oh my god what's wrong with you and then also they said oh the, it's got its own separate uh, air system oh but by the way it's only hidden behind this you know this plaster piece of sheetrock piece mm-hmm. of like he didn't know that right away I'm like he's an idiot yeah. I, Again, again, way too. You're th- you're thinking about way too many. Uh, like seriously, because because this movie is all about you watching a close up of a floating feather and listening to amazing shore score, shore score. That's a thing. And five years ago, Howard Shore has no business being on this movie, and he made the most of every moment that he got. Well, he does to, a bunch of he does some, does other Fincher stuff though, right? Don't they work together here and there? I thought I, I, I think I think there's a couple more I could probably come yeah, up with. I think they're uh, collaborators. He's, he's most famous for the Lord of the Rings movies. Which, and, yeah, which by the way was happening right now, like during the filming yeah. of this thing. So yeah. that's a lot of work for that guy. 
I would say, working on this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he's uh, everyone loves Howard Shore. That guy can. Turns yeah. out he can compose music and then make you uh, like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not job. only listen to it, but enjoy it. Yeah, a little bit. So this is all post. Uh, the release was post nine eleven. But I don't know yes. if you guys noticed, but in the uh, the opening sequence, you can see the two towers there still. I usually pick up on that, and I didn't until I read the trivia. Yeah, they're uh, just uh, poking up. At first, I thought, that. "Oh, wait, is that a is this set in the like for a minute?" I thought maybe it was a period piece, like it was set in the past. Right, right. But then, did they did they like uh, did they like take it out for the theatrical release and then put it back in and in our viewing there? I, I mean, I, well, I don't know. A lot, a lot of people were doing that. They were stripping it. Yeah, yeah. But, but then they put it oh, back later. Yeah. That's true. It's possible that did you guys notice it in this viewing or just from the trivia? I saw I saw it in the viewing, and then the trivia seemed okay. to confirm it. But um, okay, but yeah, I, uh, I would think that they would. If you're going to go through the trouble of taking it out for theatrical, you just leave it out. So maybe they yeah, just never it took out. it out. Right. I don't know. That was a weird time. Remember that? It, it was, was like anything with yeah, New York yeah. related. It was like, well, what do we do? Do we keep it in? Do we take it out? Do we remove a whole scene where Spider Man's like stuck yeah. between them? Like. And we couldn't talk about terrorism for a while. You couldn't have a terrorist in a film, really. I mean, well, sort of. They, they, yes, because before that, they were all kind of cartoony and ridiculous. Like, um, yeah, uh, what's the one with the Schwarzenegger from '94 and had uh, kindergarten cop? No, true lies, true lies, true lies. True lies lies. had the most cartoonish Middle Eastern terrorist. Yeah, well, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he could have actually been. He could have been North African, Middle Eastern, Pakistani. <laughs> we we'll never really know. So he it's was, okay if they go over the top, right? Yeah, he was going to be realistic. <laughs> it was like it was like let's get a guy who looks like he belongs in the Scorpion King. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, also, it might. I was bugged at first that it was the first night they're sleeping there that this happens yeah. and i kept thinking yeah. what are the chances but then i actually i actually appreciated that because it explained it, it helped me be okay with a lot of things yeah like yeah why right. why hadn't she finished setting up the panic room right. because it was her the first night there the exactly and, yeah. i want i yeah. that's my whole point is that later it actually paid off for me like that yeah. that worked yeah. for me but at first well, i was think like they really? sleep there the first night who sleeps in a dumb apartment the first night they own it, it? <laughs> and i tried to follow the logic because they were trying to talk about why uh, why oh, the, 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 the bad guys stuff? yeah they talked about why the bad guys were there on that night why didn't they come earlier and jared Leto was like it was supposed to be 14 days i thought it was 14 business days and this all this yeah because while because while the escrow time. thing's going on for something that expensive and all the approvals have to happen normally you would have a period there where no one's going to be there right and mm-hmm. no one's showing it or anything so it's just like there so i totally i i, I got that and it also set him up as such a bumbling freaking idiot because obviously yeah, he got yeah. the math wrong but but that stuff worked for me eventually it didn't right away because i just thought oh come on really first night i, we're gonna have I this? spent a lot of the early parts of this movie going oh yawn four-story mansion yeah this is gonna be you know what i mean and and yeah. so then like when the first time you really see that massive house get used for action is when Jodie Foster is running downstairs to grab her daughter and trying to get back to the panic room, and, it, and she can't make it, so they get in the elevator, and so on. I'm like, oh, okay, they're using the whole house. Okay, I, I'll t- I'll take yeah. it. I, I accept this. Yeah, they're like it's like the whole Buffalo. You got to use the whole house if you're going to have that. House. <laughs> so while I was t- trying to turn my brain off, I kept trying not to think about those two trip wires on the uh, 
on the on the panic room itself that, that oh, keeps yeah. it from closing. But even though the guy's it's just like an elevator with two green lights that come across that you see wherever you walk through. No, it's not. It's nothing like that. You don't see two green lights when you walk past the elevator. That's true. Know. But you know what? They and never paid that off because the the hand waving and the freaking um, foreshadowing yeah. there was. Oh, look! Don't worry. This will only uh, be a dangerous door. If you don't, if you're if you're Dwight Yoakam's hand, if you're Dwight Yoakam's hand, but but that didn't really <laughs> feel like a payoff fingers. for that because nobody ever really used the green thing again to stop anything. It always right. just shut. And, right, the lasers, yeah. And yeah. so, and then also, it was like we did we weren't aware of how bad Dwight Yoakam was hurt when he had his hand in there. I just thought his hand was just trapped in there. But later on, he picks his fingers up very quickly and just in this scene, almost just like you didn't even see it happen. It's like, what's he picking up? Oh my god, he's picking up his fingers. Yeah, he was bleeding oh. bad. Yeah, he's bleeding out. Uh-huh. Scary. I mean, and his reaction to getting slammed in there is some of the funniest audio I captured oh, this week. Jody Foster <laughs> banging, banging on that door, making it worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. So so good up and I'm like, yeah. Which I don't feel, I feel like as solid as that door was, the pain yeah. is there. Yeah. Like, it's not going to yeah. get worse when she's banging on the door, but. Right. I'll take <laughs> it, so it because he's it such an a might have also a-hole. just been the sound and stuff that was, you know, adding to it. He's just gross. Didn't he go on to be in some other <laughs> thing where he was gross too, or even grosser? Like, um. Like Cold Mountain or something I'm thinking of or Oh, I gotta find oh, it. Oh, I loved Cold Mountain. I need to watch that movie again. Like when it came out, I loved that movie. Uh he I was in your that. he was in your sling blade. Mm-hmm. He was in that. That's mm-hmm. what I think that's what I'm he thinking always, of. Yeah. He plays yeah. the best slime ball. He really just mm-hmm. does. Yeah. I love yeah. Oh, Crank is what I'm thinking of. He was in Crank. That uh uh And Crank High Voltage. Oh, was he in both those? I never saw yeah. I don't think True I saw that. True Detective um let's see oh no he just wrote one of the songs in true detective what do you think about him as a musician what do you what do you think about i couldn't tell you a single song not really a country dude so i have a whole dwight yoakam collection here (laughs) i I knew it i know why because he was in an episode of uh crossing jordan so randy really i grew up in south texas you couldn't you couldn't possibly grow up in south texas when i did and not hear a ridiculous amount of dwight yoakam everywhere you went he mm-hmm. was just he was just one of, he was one of these singers that sounded like the sound of that kind of music like there were there were you know a few people mm-hmm. that like when you think about this sort of honky-tonk country western sound that their voice was just the prototypical voice and he was right in there and he you know he was a thousand miles from nowhere and Guitars, Cadillacs. Oh, he yeah. was the prison warden in Logan Lucky. That's where I saw him yep, recently. Yep. Mm. How, uh, how 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 was his how was his plan hand nowadays? Since uh, <laughs> he's holding, I, he's, I was yeah. surprised this movie pulled some punches because it's an R-rated movie from beginning to end, and there's lots of like there's like headshots and people's brains blowing out and stuff. But then there's times like with the hand where the movie yeah. really held back and didn't gross you yeah, out, it, and, and you and know like. They used the f bomb uh, uh, abundantly, really, but it was it was delivered in such a way that it was being handed off from the daughter, so that it it didn't feel venomous. It was just yeah, it's what you it's what you would say if somebody was in your house and you were trying to you know intimidate them, mm-hmm. but you were not. Mm-hmm. That I like when yeah when Kristen is uh, coaching, yeah, <laughs> Jody yeah. Foster on what to say. To and so I didn't. I didn't feel like the f- yeah, yeah, I didn't feel like those f bombs were uh, you know loaded. I just felt Agreed. like they were. Yeah. yeah, they were just in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Side note, just because I was digging around here looking for movies he'd been in, um, it's remarkable to me how Billy Bob Thornton is unrecognizable <laughs> as 
Carl Childer, Childers and Slingblade now. There's just they're yeah, not even yeah. the same. It's, it's human so being. wild, yeah. isn't it? It's so weird. When I saw to me. Slingblade the first time. I'm like, God, that guy's really tall and huge and big. And I was like, Wait, what? That looks nothing like him. It doesn't look a thing like him. It's nothing. just. Oh, that movie's great though. Do your do your voice, Dunaway. Give me a little bit. I can't do it. No, not on demand. What? Oh, what? so good. What fried, French fried taters. <laughs> what, what do you want from me? That was it. That's all I wanted. Right. <laughs> you gave it to me. Uh, Fincher said he liked making this movie because it only had the one big location, and it was a nice break from the 150 location uh, shoot that they had oh to do for gosh. Fight Club, which is a lot and, of shots. Man. And apparently that filming location was inside a house in Los Angeles. Oh, oh. really? Weird. Yeah. It's like friends. <laughs> yeah, they did some they did some exteriors in New York City and then they the inside of the house was in Manhattan Beach in, wow. in LA. Oh, that makes yeah. sense because it's like uh it's Manhattan, right? So I guess <laughs> Oh, well done. Yeah. I guess they pulled it off. They pulled that's it the, off. that's the uh, connection right there. Are those are they really that those brownstones in Manhattan are that big, I guess, some of them. Like they're mm-hmm. monsters. I, yeah, I think this is re- yeah, I guess this is supposed to be to the extreme. That no when one I was preparing the uh, my my intro, I basically wanted to find some real Upper West Side apartment listings, and some of these are like you know eighteen thousand dollars a month uh, apartments that I was looking at. That look they're huge, multi floor, big, spacious mm-hmm. uh, kinds of things. Like yeah, oh, and only yeah. only ten percent of them have el- uh, have elevators, and I think even fewer <laughs> panic rooms. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, now but- they have uh, escape rooms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they just play that every night. <laughs> I call. I actually called it escape room earlier because I've. I have that in my mind so much lately with the escape room stuff. I'm, I'm looking at some right now for sale in Manhattan. Uh, I'm, I'm on Zillow. Mm-hmm. And the one that jumped out at me is uh, eight bedrooms, 13 baths, uh, eight, 8,200 yeah. square feet. And it's a $18 million asking price. And I always want to know, what are all the extra bathrooms for? I, I understand you, know, you have a bathroom for every bedroom. And then you have right. one near the kitchen and maybe another, maybe two more in the common living areas. Mm-hmm. But there's still some extra bathrooms going on. What is that was, for? I don't there know. There was actually only one bathroom mentioned in this because I was listening to the listing when they were talking, like, when they were getting the you know the tour. And there was only a listing when they were talking about one bathroom. I'm like, there's four floors and only one bathroom? Was that the one she was doing her, uh, oh my God, this is a trope. Is this a trope? Does every single recently divorced woman lay in a bubble bath and drink red wine is that like is that oh, yeah yeah is that what happens yeah they just sit there depressed like yeah. she had that with her a lot that's too what, that one that's what but... you get that's if if you have a woman who in your life who is getting a divorce go ahead and get her a bottle of red wine just go ahead and right it's a divorce get, gift get ahead of it yeah. that's right and she definitely she definitely just carried that everywhere she went which seemed very tropey as well but also you're right it was the one bathroom off the off the uh, master bed and then there was the small right. shared bathroom on the on the bedroom floor thing and then the potty in the panic room yeah, potty panic potty room or <laughs> pan, the panic potty gave me uh, flashbacks <laughs> to being in prison man. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah but that she had the burbly, she had the burbly butt and i was assuming that was happening from the uh <laughs> that was happening from the red wine right because they, they made specific <laughs> they specifically had a shot where she's got going i thought her, it was because she was hungry but i get that wrong and her belly went Ugh. maybe so that's why i was trying to figure out because all she had been drinking was red wine so i don't know no that stuff will go right through you if they're not getting food. And there was plenty mm-hmm. of food. Oh, don't get me started. I don't want to even think about all the food and the possibility of of everything being, you know, sugar free and you That know, was kind uh, of funny. That was funny. Come on, give it a, give it a, give it some consideration. That was funny. 
It was all right. I mean, the the fact that she had, you know, uh, type one diabetes in the first place was is, is a little tropey, also because heaven forbid you got to deal with a panic room and three armed uh, intruders and just deal with that. But no, you got to have somebody who's crashing because she hasn't had. You know, her sugar right, right. levels are all down. Yeah, it's the good uh, Alfred Hitchcock uh, ratchet up the tension thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also, we have, we've kind of danced around it, but I think Kristen Stewart's really good in this. I like her in this Oh, a lot. absolutely. Yeah. This is what put her on the board, right? Yep. This is what she was very young uh, when she started it, and then three inches taller when she finished it. But... <laughs> and and this, is, I, you know, this is a complete performance for her. She doesn't have much to do, right? She just needs to be a 10 or 11-year-old or whatever, and she does it, and she's fine. And it's later that we think of her as a brooding, sort of like low energy. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That would come with like uh, she was pretty she was pretty low energy in this, too, though. But that was because of the diabetes. Yeah. But she's also a thing. (laughs) Nice. She's all but she's also (laughs) this kind of her thing. Right. Like what was the one where she uh, her and Jesse Eisenberg worked at the thing. Bill Hader was one of the managers at a um, a, uh, what do you call that? Like a Disneyland type place. Uh, uh, yeah, that, Adventureland. Adventureland. She's kind of super low energy in that. That's the second thing I remember hearing about her in. I think that may have been even her literally second how she, major thing. How's she, how she going to play in Charlie's Angels? Because those are pretty high-octane ladies, right? Well, they're all, apparently, that thing, apparently, I always sound like that apparently. kid when I think. Yeah. Um, apparently. apparently that thing's got uh, bad early buzz, but that the, <laughs> the, the, the girls are fine. It's just the story's bad. So... Mm-hmm. That right. the the three ladies are all kick ass and cool and stuff, and she's supposed to be all right. I don't know. Well, it's not my Charlie's Angels, Lucy Lou and Cameron D. Those my that's, that's my her Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels? Not right, uh, Kate mine. Jackson, uh, Jacqueline Smith, and no, uh, no old man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind her though. Generally speaking, a lot of people give a lot of crap to her, and I don't think she's. Yeah. I think she does what she goes into movies to do, and she's fine. I don't have a problem with her. Never have. She can do whatever she wants. And, and you know, like, do I want her to be, I mean, she's going to get cast into stuff where she's kind of got resting bitch face and is angry all the time, but that's just kind of her deal. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Like she's got RBF. So do I, so I can, you know, I feel for her. I know how that, I know how that is. <laughs> oh, I know how yeah, that's, man. I know how it's per, per, perceived by people and it's, it's rough. Me and my daughter both kind of have it. And if we're in public, People steer away from us because they're like, what is wrong with those people? <laughs> like nothing. We're relaxed. We're sitting here relaxed. <laughs> They're so angry. We're not angry right now. I swear. We're just passionate. Anyway, (laughs) I'm not sure the Leto dialogue holds up. I wrote here. I think that he holds up, but I'm not sure his dialogue was all that great. It was okay. Yeah. Um, Also, who's playing basketball in that house? Why is that ball there? Yeah, I don't know. She she had a she had a scooter. Then it was gone. She had a basketball. Then it was gone. It was all I don't know. Just and also I've noticed this. Don't think uh, too much. Lots lots of movies. have dudes peeing and when he do when they do you hear it tinkling or hitting the ground most movies when there's a lady sitting on the can they omit the the, the tinkly not this one mm-hmm. they let it they stay kept it in yeah yeah that's because she was really peeing there it was uh that was real uh <laughs> she was she pregnant people were in the house just yet yeah that right. also took 108 takes yeah, yeah. yeah 100 take takes <laughs> get this woman some more water just, it, was, it was wine. Oh, she, she had yeah, to drink wine, wine to in order to pee more. Yeah. I mean, the scariest part of the film for me, honestly, is just banging through walls with stuff and destroying stuff. I hate that feeling. 
Oh yeah, when they were when they were banging this when they were crashing oh, the ceiling down yeah. above them, that was that was giving me anxiety big time. And it's not the anxiety that what if that falls through or what if they get through. It was right. Who's, who's cleaning this up and like, how much is it going to cost? Deposit. Yeah, I mean, is her insurance shit all done by the time she moved right. in for her first night? Right. All that was stressing me out. Don't like it. It's like oh, I just. Destruction so is to, only they fun. A, they need to make a horror film based on a homeowner nightmares. That's what they need to really. <laughs> they did. It was really called The Money Pit, and we watched it for Oh, that's film true. Sack. That's true. But that was a comedy. I want something to scare the crap out of me. They, you know what? That's an interesting concept. Why has no one ever done that? Maybe, maybe there's maybe, nothing. Maybe, maybe old it's a bad people idea. don't want to go see a movie about that. <laughs> maybe <laughs> people with responsible mortgages don't right with go. responsibilities. Nah, I can't do that. I can't yeah, I can see that. But there was there is a nightmare. There is something about that. I remember Ibit and I were when we were doing 2018's TMS Vegas. We found or we were talking about a place I guess that let you just go in and destroy things with a bat or a oh, hammer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. That I'm yeah, those into. Are new, those are the new. Uh, uh, Panic room or escape oh, yeah. room. Oh escape right, room. yeah. Twenty destroy stuff. Yeah, yeah. The twenty nineteen <laughs> is what that is. But yeah, you go and you they set up a room and you pay based on the amount of objects you have in there, I guess, or whatever. But it reminds me when I was a kid, my dad had this like old duplex right. thing downtown that he used to rent, and right. he had us go down there. Me and my brother one time, one Saturday, the whole thing had to get torn down, and he would save money if he had he did most of it himself. So he had go us go down there. I mean, this is the most dangerous thing. I can't believe he did it. But we had huge sledgehammers, and we just went to town on this freaking duplex. Yeah. It was the most fun I think I maybe have ever had in my entire life. That kind of destruction where it's like warranted destruction, the best thing ever. I don't have to stick around to clean it up. I don't mm-hmm. have anything to do with the disposal. Yeah. I just have to break everything. It's not my stuff I'm destroying. Right. right. When else can you break something and go, mission accomplished? Yep. Yeah. But then if you I do if you do this sort of thing where you're, you know, just banging out that ceiling because Dwight Yoakam's sure everyone else is wrong, F <laughs> off, dude. That just gives me so much anxiety to watch that. It's hard to watch. Anyway, I didn't know that was him, by the way, Raul. I didn't know it was Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, I didn't know it until he took his, took his mask off. Like, I, like, I went, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That was a thing. And then in my head, I went, oh, this must be before any of the other stuff he did. This is like his breakout role. And I was wrong. He, you know, he'd done Sling Blade and everything he, else he, before that. He'd done stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's all right. What do you guys have? Uh, you have country singers who you think are good actors besides him? Who do you, oh. like? Who do you like? Well, of course, Tom Petty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is he a country singer? Can, Wait, can call him, I can't call him a country singer right? now. As, as an actor? He's, yeah, he's good. He's in uh, The Postman. <laughs> I've never seen The Postman, so I guess that's the reason why I have good. no opinion on that. It's not good. He's um, good. He's fine. So. It. But. So of course, when you whenever you do this, we're supposed to talk about like Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson and Reba McIntyre, and Reba. I just don't I don't know that country singing lends itself directly to being good at acting. I don't know. You're probably right. I mean, I, yeah. it just seems like there's a bunch of them. But then if you think about it, there's a bunch of every genre of music in acting. They all yeah. do, and it. it's yeah. hard for them to play somebody that's not a former country singer or current country singer or i just yeah. happen to have something on the soundtrack and i get to act in the movie uh, well i mean it, i think your heavy accent really kind of usually mm-hmm. kind of puts you into a spot do right? you guys have a favorite rapper who went on to act i think i do. uh that's a good question do you okay i like ice cube well, I, mean, I like cube ice cube is amazing he yeah. does some amazing things yeah i mean he's kind of being the same dude and everything but i don't care i like him right yeah i'm a big fan of vanilla i think vanilla did a really good yeah, job and, he did a great yeah. job yeah 
Great job. <laughs> Who, what, who's in, a in the, ludicrous? In role? Was it like Ludicrous? Freaking uh, Ludicrous! Oh, yeah. I like Ludicrous right. in the Fast and the Furious series. Who's Mama? Does. I want to knock you out. Or Mama said knock LL you out. Cool LL Cool J. Cool J is a good example. Yeah, yeah that's a that's Boys. a that's. I mean, he's probably the best. Mm-hmm. For me though, it's DMX in the movie Exit Wounds. I don't yeah. know why. Oh yeah, dude. dude. He's good I, in that. I come away from that movie when it came out, which I guess was 2001 or so, and I'm just like, oh, DMX is about to be one of our best living actors. And of course, he didn't do anything that I've noticed. Well, he's had a lot of a lot of drug problems, right? He's yeah. he's trying to get clean again. I think. He's is about right? to lose his mind. Or is that, wait, that's somebody else. That's uh, DMX. No, that's DMX. It is DMX? Okay. <laughs> no, no, yeah. that's DMX. Wait a minute. Yeah. That is DMX. <laughs> that is DMX. That's what you're yeah. yeah. X, go and give it to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm into all of those guys. Uh, rappers as actors is one of my favorite turns. I think it's great. Cause this, rappers as actors. Yeah. This week on Rappers as Actors. Who, who played, Har- uh, uh, not Arthur Dent, but the... Uh, um, Harvey Dent? No, the, 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 in the Hitchhiker's Guide movie was the... Um, oh, oh, yeah. Tricky? Was that Mos Tricky? Def. No, Mos Def. Def. Right, right, right. Mos Tricky Def, was yeah. in Fifth Element, right? Is yeah. that a- oh, no, that's... Uh, yeah, that's the Tricky guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of they feel Def. a little interchangeable those two characters. Once again, most stuff in that movie. Like I watched okay. that movie and it nobody loved that movie and I didn't love that movie, but I watched it. I'm like, "Oh, most stuff is about to be in everything." And then it just didn't fun. happen. No. Yeah. I liked that movie. I didn't love it, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, I I always like it's, it's a fun movie for me. I like to turn it on and watch yeah. it, but I'm not going to go top 10 movie. No, no, not. It's cuz what's his name is so perfect as Arthur Dent. He's so good for yeah. that. If they ever Martin remake that and do Brian. it proper, you just hire him again. Yeah. Just have him do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, right. hey, can I ask a question? Yeah. Can I? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying. I was trying not to think too hard, but I can't help it. So why is there six TVs and six different cameras, but only? <laughs> no, it's like it must be eight, and there's only like like four VCRs. There's half as many VCRs as there is TVs. Yeah. Cameras. That's a great question. How would that work? I don't know. It immediately annoyed me. It immediately annoyed me. Also, it made me want to yell at them like, wait five years, six years. You'll it'll all be hard drives. Now, this is a minute before digital storage would have been in there. Like uh, the thing had apparently been built in the early 90s, which explained why the screens were what they were. And all there were a bunch of VCRs. Mm -hmm. But seriously, like you would have. Like this is this, this would have been a great business to be in at the time because mm-hmm. everything was changing all the time and every panic room you'd installed you'd be able to go sell the owner now on changing all of the equipment out <laughs> upgrading <the> everything. <laughs> and this yeah. and this movie is in this movie and this story is a reflection of what was going on at the time because the story was based on uh, you know basically a, a news report about panic rooms mm-hmm. and it was just it was just interesting and it it brought somebody to it which really makes me say. Like you'll hear, uh, you'll hear occasionally where there'll be a lawsuit against, you know, one creative against another one. And they go, oh, you stole my idea. And it's like, there's so many influences out there. Sometimes we all get to the same place at the same time. Yeah. Especially now the internet's made it impossible to be right. Right. just can't do it. I've tried. (laughs) It doesn't work. There's not, there's not film sacks, pretty singular. That's about the most unique thing we got going. So take that everybody. 10 years, happy 10 year anniversary. Uh, uh, I was going to say something about, oh, panic rooms. Okay, this occurred to me. Panic rooms are just uh, city folk bunkers, right? <laughs> city folk yeah, bunkers. Right. Yeah, pretty much. I'm getting my city folk bunker. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what I mean? Like a bunker, uh, somebody worried about a nuke attack or the government's going to come get my guns or whatever. Those guys in their right. little bunkers out in the back, 
what's the difference? Yeah. There's no difference. Yeah, there. they're called they're yeah. called doomsday preppers. Yeah, and I hate that. Uh, preppers preppers have sort of a shared history with people who live in Tornado Alley, right? Because you you build a tornado cellar. Yeah, and you 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 put it. You have to put it away from the house. Like it could just be an extension of the of the basement, right? But then if the house gets lifted off, then you're exposed. So you go dig a hole next to the house, and you go in there, and it's like, wow, that's just a country panic room, is what that is. Yeah, country panic room. That's exactly it. But the thing is, when it was when they would do them for tornadoes or hurricane shelters or that sort of thing, uh, it made sense because a hurricane or a tornado are real. And they're going to come get you. <laughs> well, burglars are real. Well, well no, that, York, the, the doomsday, is the doomsday yeah, right. people it, who are building this thing going, well, when Jesus comes for the second time, I'm going to make sure right. we got plenty of peanuts. Get in here, everybody. <laughs> we, we forget how dangerous New York was for a, for a while. And so home invasions was a real thing, and it was on our minds, right? Yeah. This I mean, a little, a little bit, bit later, a, but still. It was a little bit of that... Um, I don't know. Every well, okay. So, like in the back in the fifties, it was all uh, everyone was afraid of nukes. So they had those. Everybody was building shelters from nukes. Uh, it depends on what the big, na- you know, national or in fear. some cases international What's fear? fear. What's the shared fear yeah. exactly? And then people yeah. react accordingly. And so right now, there's a lot of fear of the government taking my guns. <laughs> y'all gonna get my guns? Or y'all get through fifteen feet of concrete and steel? <laughs> wait, you wait. You have a Tank, I've made a horrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get email. It's totally fine. Send them in. I don't care. All right. Uh, I, it's a real fear, I thought, You think a lot of doomsday preppers listen to the show? <laughs> I mean, I'm, no, I'm never, I used to wonder about that stuff, and now I'm never surprised. Someone somewhere always emails and says, I'll have you know. Um, You've got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so let me tell you something. I would love to have a bunker and all that stuff. That's like, I think that's like a lot of people's dreams to have like a, it's just cool. A safe area. Yeah. Plus it's just kind of cool. Like as a kid, I thought that stuff was rad. And yeah. then we almost, before we bought this house, we, we, we put a bit on a house that we ended up not getting. And I'm still kind of sad that we didn't because it had this bookshelf that shoved out of the way like a spy room and you went down this little hallway and then into this big expansive sort of storage place. It was basically a panic room. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. And all I can but think I mean, about- who hasn't, who of us has not wanted a, uh, yeah. uh, a hidden secret room, passage. like yeah. a secret passage. Exactly. Everybody yeah. wants that. So I totally get that part of it. That draws is, is definitely there, but you know, I say all of this and Kim and I have like, I don't know, about nine months to a year's worth of food storage. In the basement? Mm. Oh, really? Don't yeah. announce but, that publicly. It's not. No, well, it's that's, not. that's that's been the case for ever since I first met you guys. I I was always impressed with your house pantry. Yeah. And it and I I actually like it's like I seriously that's, like that feels like it feels like such a sarcastic comment. Right. I know it's not at genuine, all. but I know it's genuine, I, but it just feels like I I'm, I've always I'm, been I'm, impressed by yeah. your food storage. Two thousand eight. Like let, we want to let, let's come see your house. And it, what it is is they had a big family, mm-hmm. and they lived in a place where you could sometimes go to Costco or whatever. I don't know where. Kim was shopping but you could go buy uh something cheap in bulk yeah and so and so she just like she just like outfitted a a, what would otherwise be a bedroom with a bunch of bread racks and like i'm just like whoa i want to live in the food room yeah (laughs) this is great we had weed in there we had uh, like barrels of wheat not barrels but buckets oh i I thought you said weed no not weed we had water like purified water uh just in case we had and we still do we have a bunch of like canned goods and stuff like that and then we rotate through it so she'll find some deal at costco on like a billion packets of ramen 
and then we'll put them in food storage. But then they have expiration dates, so you watch for that and you go, okay, well, it's what? time to start eating through that ramen. Yeah, I didn't know ramen ever expired. Sure. Yeah, I didn't. didn't I'm gonna have to go check my ramen out. Be right back. Hold on, I'm gonna blow your your mind. Let me blow your minds here. I found this out two days ago. I couldn't freaking believe it. Every packet of ramen, you know the kind I'm talking about, just a packet of ramen with the marchand or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. shrimp flavor. Yeah, either any chicken, beef, shrimp, (laughs) shrimp, whatever. Open that thing up or look at the back package, and you'll be shocked to know that you're supposed to break that thing in half. And break the and then split the uh, the the powder in half because it's two servings in there. Oh, really? What wow. are those supposed to be? Two servings? Two servings. And I didn't believe it when someone told me, so I went immediately and grabbed three different brands of the stuff because we just happen to have them here. Nick loves ramen, and I went to look at them, and all three, two servings. Two. Servings, I must. Two servings. I must have always stopped at the break it apart because I thought, okay, that makes sense. I'll just break it apart, and I just stopped reading. Yeah. Yeah, I, just I broke it apart. it apart because it made it easier to eat, like right. long noodles, you know, falling off my spoon or whatever. But, it's very uh, weird. Very long weird. noodles falling off my spoon. And by spoon. the way, that half is not hey, you're, enough. You're it's a country artist that could be a uh, burger. Right, right. <laughs> but I would argue it's not enough for two se- servings. It's still just one. No. Like, what are they doing? No, yeah, no, yeah, giant monster. It's enough if you add other things to it, like, you know, you're sp- technically supposed to do with ramen, like the vegetables and so right. a couple slices of pork belly or something like that, which right. is serving suggestion, but uh, but come on, when you're a college student, you're lucky to have well, the ramen. Well, I mean, let's face yeah. it, what is what is the serving size of ice cream? Half a cup? Of <laughs> Am I remember correctly that uh, soda cans, 12-ounce cans of soda used to say two servings? Oh, I'm did not they? sure about that. I don't know. Oh, that's funny, though. They might have. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it because didn't it? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Or Almond Joy bars are two servings or something. Oh, my so. God. Yeah, any full candy bar is definitely two servings. Of well, yeah. if they're broken, especially in that case of Almond Joy, they're broken into into segments, right? So you can. I appreciate And I appreciate it when candy bars do that for me. Mm. Also, it's Thank not you. supposed to be a meal. Like, uh, you know, a, a package of ramen. We We former college students treat it like a whole meal. But it's not supposed to be. You're supposed to put it next to, uh, you know, some actual food on your plate. Yeah, but we didn't. It was like a little butter, maybe. And I might, I don't know, just put a little hot sauce in there. And there I, was- I had a roommate who mixed in mayonnaise with his ramen noodles. Oh, my Lord. Mayonnaise? And I, and I thought, I thought that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Let me give it a try. What's- that's horrifying. Yeah, I got to go to my there's panic nothing, room now. There's nothing <laughs> disgusting about it, though. What's mayonnaise? Oil, it was actually, eggs, it was and actually, spices? Yeah. It was actually pretty decent. It was good. I mean, the idea is, you, okay, so what he was doing is what I was doing with butter. And the, and the idea was to make it kind of a, a creamier sort of right. slippery noodle sort of thing instead slippery of just water. But, but I oh, I wouldn't go right to mayonnaise. I just wouldn't. Uh, so why was there no ramen in that uh, panic room? I just don't. I don't know. That was weird. Because you don't have a thing, a way to boil water in there. Toilet. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the toilet. No. Okay. Oh, toilet. I think she said boiling. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no way to boil water. <laughs> boil it there in the toilet. Be. What kind of panic room doesn't have a boiler in it? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. What kind of panic room is that? Anyway. No, no full kitchen in there? Come on. At least a hot any, plate. Come on. I wish I had a secret room in this house. There isn't one. It bums me out. Or if there is, I haven't been one. made aware of it. Well, I could, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's this wall. There's this like area that's supposed to be an extra bathroom down here that's never been finished. I could totally wall that off so it looks like a wall. Mm-hmm. Oh. So is it just is it a bathroom or like a hole in the floor? What is it? It's a hole in the Has floor. Hasn't been there's, finished. Yeah, there's no. Okay, cool. It's just a drain. There's a hole in the cool, floor cool, cool, and some cool, cool. pipes. I guess it's just run for piping and stuff, or maybe. Mm, 
No. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that intrigues me so much, but the idea of a fake wall, a false wall in a room, just and oh, I wouldn't yeah, even absolutely. need it. What do I even mm-hmm. need it for? Nothing is the answer. But. No. In, no, in this just, day and age, because you want to show people when they come over. Yeah. Check out, yeah. My fake, check out my fake room. Yeah. All my friends would be like, "Dude, no way! This is awesome. You ever hide down here?" Like it would just be the dumbest conversations about my room with no. With no door. <laughs> so why was Jodie Foster's character so quick and keen to know that there was a panic room when she walked in there? Yes, I immediately noticed the room was smaller. Mm. I was like, she's, oh, okay. she's a, a and she's to go back to Columbia. I'm assuming to, uh, to, to learn some more health stuff to kind of help her daughter along. Is maybe, that what, maybe or was that just her chosen? I don't know. Profession? But when she so, went in there and got but, all weirded, I thought of it because it doesn't necessarily like small places. Would that be too small? Or yeah, would that would be too small. Well, no, that would, that would be okay. It's if it's a place that I, just can't turn around that's where i have problems okay right all right and what was she and what was what was fincher trying to say when she when jodie foster just stopped outside the 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 house when they first got there and she was just looking down the street like just what's she thinking about yeah what was that they were it was it was foreshadowy like oh yeah there's something something weird here anyway let's go in it's gonna happen yeah Yeah. there's a there's a storm coming yeah, I noticed that too, and I thought, oh, maybe there is supernatural in this because I hadn't seen it, and so I thought, well, you know, there's a ghost or some other shit. And I've been there's watching a ghost. I watched the, <laughs> the ghost of Forest Whitaker. I back to back two horror movies this week. I'm looking at you. No, I'm not. And I and I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those darn country music stars, <laughs> and Emmy Award winners. And if he told if if that was like the Scooby Doo and he ripped the mask off, he would look like the husband. That's how those yeah, guys yeah. always looked. Mm-hmm. Some dirty uh-huh. old looking. Right. <laughs> what is his twin? Yeah. The guy, they were always um, janitors, right? Wasn't that always the deal? It's like yeah. so, the kindly yeah, janitor at the house and, and, and Scooby and everybody be like, oh, he seems nice. And I'm like, no, he's your dude later. He's going to be. So Raul was uh, the like, uh, I guess, one of the drivers, the limo driver. Is that what was getting like? Uh, was he like driver for for? For a spoiled junior, I think he said something about a his, bus. I thought he worked on like an actual bus driver job. I thought so too, but I think that's another job he was doing. I think he was just a driver in general. Oh, because he was talking oh. about yeah, I, I I couldn't quite place all of it. I you know I like to you know I like to take the secondary characters and fill in all the story bits. Well, it's fun, right? Because mm-hmm. his his yeah. he's a psycho, and you don't know it at first. He's mysterious. He's got a mask on half the movie. Mm-hmm. You don't know really how far he's willing to go until he shoots Leto in the head and. Takes yeah. out at least two cornrows doing it. Which was, which was, thank, <laughs> thank goodness he shot, shot Leto in the head because Leto looked rough after that after getting burnt by the propane. Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. You don't take burns like that and then no. act normal or yeah, anywhere near normal for the next right. hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're just crying, wanting to go to the hospital. <laughs> with burns yeah, because like it looked like it looked like it was just like on his jacket, which I know for Jared Leto, the the goo they they put on you is just on your jacket. But uh, when they're showing him like peeling burnt bits of yeah, skin yeah. off his oh. arm, that was rough. Uh, yeah, that was a little rough. His face and ear, that was just, uh, that would have hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. You would just be dying and wanting to go home. It reminds mm-hmm. me of that time, or you guys have all done this, when your barbecue is on, but you can't get it to light, and you can mm-hmm, smell mm-hmm. it. It's like, oh, it's getting stronger and stronger, and finally it kicks on and just sends a plume of freaking flame at your head. That's happened mm-hmm. to me before. And that's what it reminded yeah. me of, and I thought, have you never done a barbecue, Jared Leto? Do you not know? <laughs> right, right. You know hey, how? what's that ticking? What's that ticking noise? Let me stick my head right here. Yeah. yeah. And then I didn't understand why Dwight Yoakam. I couldn't understand why Raul and and you know they were just they were like milling around the room. 
They weren't like going anywhere. They weren't leaving the room, but they weren't standing in the same place either. Just kept like going around in circles. No, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, it's a bad idea. Yeah. I was, I was mad at all of them in that moment because like (laughs) Saw Guerrera, what's his name? Uh, Oh, uh, uh, Forrest Whitaker. (laughs) Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker's character. (laughs) Forrest Whitaker's character is like, no, we should turn it off. Just turn it off. What is he going to do? Is he going to shoot you because you're turning off the gas? Just turn it off. Like, I I was mad at them. I think you would have shot him. (laughs) By the way, there were seven total bullets fired, and they were all from that same gun during the whole Hmm. film. No other guns fired. Any weapons fired. Seven shots. Uh, Some of them, it was Grandpa in the chair shooting it. And some of them was him shooting it, but it was always that gun. So I don't know. It's kind of funny because I think of the movies a little more violent than that. But I didn't understand why. Also, I was trying to figure out why uh, why Jodie Foster kept trying to get her ex-husband to lift his arm up. I mean, I got it. I know she was trying to see his range of motion and stuff, but I also wanted to feel like she was doing it to make him hurt a little bit too. I just, but <laughs> we never really saw that, you know, I, the moment she put a gun in his hand, I'm like, Oh, he's going to fire every shot and miss. Yeah. I just know that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he's fine now? He just kind of got a sling and was just back with his girlfriend yeah. and we're all good. The character? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't mean the actor. I'm sure he's yeah, fine. good. Yeah. Good. Good people take a beating in movies and they're fine later. Yeah. The bad guys though. Whew, yeah i wonder there's no way after uh junior fell uh was was hit in the side of a head with a sledgehammer not junior no it's dwight well raul was hit in the side of the head with a sledgehammer (laughs) and goes down a story onto some steps there's no way he gets up from that yeah i'm good i thought he was dead hey we all i was really pulling for forrest whitaker's character to make it out of there i couldn't i couldn't remember that part i was like did he make it or not yeah, and I just couldn't remember. And I was—you was, wanted him to get the money, kind of, absolutely, because he'd given us all those sob stories, and then the end, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit. Oh, and he went and uh, took a chance. And I mean, so, he saved Jodie Foster from turning into Jellyface. Like he, he right? That's pretty, pretty big deal. I, I mean, not that I—I I think it ended fine. But if he would have gotten away, I don't think I'd have been too upset. Yeah, that would be all right. Oh, those bearer bonds swirling in the wind was yeah, odd. Yeah, I mean, are we supposed to, I guess, uh, believe that they're just gone? Like they're, you know, trash, people are finding yeah. them all over Manhattan now. And no, saying, they're oh, not. They're just in. They're just trash. They're ruined. It's done. Is that how that works? You all can't that, all that rain. Yeah, no, no proof of it. Uh, what yeah. if you're just some homeless guy and one of those blows over to your little shed and you go, "Oh, I got five hundred grand here." Right. Then, then you start an old whole new show called "My Name Is Earl." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Earl didn't have a bunch of money, did he? No. Oh yes, yeah, how he was doing all of his things. That's no, how he was. That's re- not. He re- was still poor. Himself. You forgot how that show no, works. Yeah. No, I'm telling you. No, he was. He won the. He won the lottery. Then he lost it, and then he got it back when he did good. Wait, you don't remember it. What? Is that right? That was the whole thing. And Joy was always trying to get his money because she was she was always money hungry after his money. And she felt like he was shorting her. Are you sure? Because it feels like I'm absolutely sure he he spent that whole show. They lived in a crappy motel. He couldn't. Yeah, but he couldn't spend money on himself. He had lots of money, but he couldn't spend it because karma required him to use it to redeem himself. I thought it was just. Did you watch My Name Is Earl? I did entirely. Like Apparently, twice. I need to watch it again because uh, <laughs> I don't remember that. I I need to get yeah. the that core premise missed me entirely for like three watch throughs. Wow, how do I not nice. know that? That's really weird. Oh, no. Bo Bridges was his dad, by the way. It's pretty. Yes. Great. All right, clips. I have clips. Let's do clips. Let's do some clips. Yep, I have some right here. These are clips, and they begin with this one. 
which is what? Oh, this is, oh, I wrote, this is no way to say the name Evan, okay? So here it is. You'll see what I mean. Evan! Listen to that again. Evan! Evan! Oh, that sounds that, like, uh, like it's from a disco song or something. I hate it. Evan! It's, uh, it's, it's Jody Foster supposedly yelling that. No, no, it wasn't Jody Foster. The, that was, that the, was the real estate real agent. Oh, was it yeah. her lady, her f- lady friend or whatever? Yeah, was? yeah. Was she a real estate Worst lady? I, wait, yeah. Are, are you telling me that you've skipped all of the the guy showing the house? No, that was right. No, that, that was the beginning. That was before that's, that. yeah. that's Evan. She's yeah. calling out to Evan. Yeah. We're introduced Wait, to Evan at that Evan. point. Yeah, that's before right, you even good. get into the building. All right, here's number uh, yeah. two where she kept yelling. Here you go. Kid, no elevator. What? Don't tell my kid to not. Just I can tell her. I can say don't get in the elevator. You don't have to tell my kid to do things. As the real estate, <laughs> it's like agent. all the reverb in these clips. I didn't notice right. it so much in the movie, yeah. but man, there's a lot of Yeah, they didn't. Really yeah, you're know. supposed to, like, like I say, they, they, you're supposed to believe you're in an absolutely massive house, four thousand mm-hmm. square feet. That's really big. Well, yeah. all I know is she had the scoots. Yeah, the scoots, <laughs> scooting around on the scoots. She sure. By the way, it's one of my those. favorite uh, South Park episodes of more recent years. Is the Halloween episode, the scoots? Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. I didn't know scooters that. Scooters invade South Park. Nice. I don't remember it. I should watch that because I hate scooters. This was definitely a uh, 2002. That was still, but it would have been a big trend, right? People on those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I razors, those. I think they're called. Yeah. yeah. You hate those, Scott? My kids wanted one so bad, and I, I hey. just thought they were so stupid. They look like... Oh, you don't not, not get your kids something because you think they're stupid. We got them. They ended, up with, <laughs> they ended up with them, or at least I think my daughter, one of them did. But I hated right. those things. I don't know why. They look like something out of the 50s. I'm like, why are you riding that? That's dumb. Get a bike. Bikes are cool. <laughs> then you would definitely like the South Park episode because uh, uh, he, he does not, okay? He doesn't like the scooters at all. Mm, It'll sure. be right up your alley. <laughs> oh, good. I'll be like, so, okay, good. I'll yeah, be like counselor. Be What's his name? Mackie. Yeah. Mackie. Yeah. You'll be, you'll yeah, be down I mean, with that. By the way, I don't know where I said this the other day. It may have been on Twitter and I'm just repeating myself, but <laughs> if you had told me 17 or 18 years ago that South Park would be at its peak cultural yeah. relevance in late 2019, exactly. I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. There's no way. And here we they're are right now. right now. No, they're, they're doing chilling. good they're, stuff now. They're I, not I, just I, doing good stuff. They are peaking. This is the yeah. most culturally relevant they have ever been. It's crazy. Very possible. I mean, but they've had, I don't, I don't know that they've ever had, they've always been that. Like they just are always right but, on top of whatever's going on. They just couldn't be more mm-hmm. in the limelight at the moment. It's like, yeah. it's insane. Like they're they're. Uh, I just uh, I I'm like, what? How can they continue this? How could they? How can they make a whole season? <laughs> you know yep. that keeps it at this level. It's it's insane. All right, I like this. I used it at the top. Well, at the top of the show, I used it as the a little interstitial, but I'll play it again because I like the way he says it. This is Raul. This is Raul. This is Raul. Right. Yeah. Let that. This is Raul. Oh, listen to that. It's like bacon back there frying on his vocal. <laughs> um, who are you? Is this? Or no. Who? Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? I'm Raul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could tell from the first clip. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of Raul. I don't want Raul to administrate that part. All right. This is None true. All right. I wrote this as the understatement of the film. I don't remember what it was, so here we go. What's going on? Oh yeah, what's going on? People in the house. Oh my God! Yeah. If if the if the uh, 
if the only way to save your life uh, depends on waking up a teenager, you're as good as dead. You're screwed. You're dead. Screwed. At first, I didn't know she was diabetic, so I kept thinking, man, your own personal fridge next to your bed? Awesome. I want to be that kid. Sweet. That's That's a privilege. Then I went, mm-hmm. oh, wait, she has that watch oh. on to tell her how she's doing. Do we do we think she's a teenager? Because I thought she was about 11. Uh, well, 11, that's it. 12. She's like, she's preteen. Well, but her attitude, said, her, her attitude says teenager. Well, she'd seen a lot, man. She's been through a right. lot, see. <laughs> but I think she was, <laughs> I think she diabetes. was, if, if, I, <laughs> if I was wrong, or if I'm, I, I'm wrong, I'll admit it, but I think she is playing 12 if I was to guess. She seemed about 12 in her attitude. And that's, sort of, that's, that was what I was getting from the attitude. Yeah. I remember 12. Because, yeah, I did too. And my, and my daughter went through like a total tomboy 12-year-old phase. And she dressed just like that. Cut her hair super short. Like, mm-hmm. that's... Rode around on scooters. Yeah, on scooters. scooters. Y'all on scooters? <laughs> All right. I just, I just looked it up. Uh, when she was cast for this thing, she was 10. She was 11 through the production of the movie and 11 and a half when it came when out. it came out all right. okay but what was she playing i mean we pe- we have people all the time i'm 40 but i'm <laughs> yeah, playing so, so in my 20s I'm a no, that's, that's different that's different with kids with kids oh, you know, okay. what you I see is know. what you get oh, you know what oh, i'm saying like it, it's different yeah. all right no yeah. that makes sense it's i i just yeah. i guess what i'm saying is emotionally she played 12 to me that's what that seemed like sure that's yeah. what it on and, the verge uh, of teenagery just about to go to junior high and realize how terrible it is like that kind of stuff and as much as I'm lately very, very, very entertained by uh, children using curse words, um, at the same time, uh, in my real life, I, ha- I have a fourth grader. And apparently this is the year when they all start experimenting with curse words. And uh, <laughs> it's driving me absolutely crazy. Yep, yep. And I would like to off this ride. Please. Fun little <laughs> stage you're about to enter there. Enjoy. It's a good time. Uh, something I was going to say about her. Oh, the, the, according to the trivia, she goes to various events and I don't know if this is real or not, but apparently there's always some wackadoo or number of them who bring up that, how much they liked her feet in this, in this movie. Oh, Kristen, uh, Stewart. Yeah. Yes. Right. Creepy. Knock it off. Creepy. That is really creepy. Yeah. yeah anyway, I'm going to make my next movie. It's, uh, it's after hateful eight between the, oh, wait, it's uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's a uh, freaking Tarantino, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. <laughs> He should not make a movie with her. I totally want to put Kristen Stewart in my next film. Yeah, we need feet. Can you curl those toes on demand like that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't do a good Tarantino. Brian Ibbett, on the other hand, does. Excellent. Diabetes. Whoop, wrong screen. Hold on. Go back. (laughs) Oh, but but not not too far off. Not too far off. All right, here's the uh, get the F out of the house. Mom, get the F out of my house. Get the F out of my house. That cracked me up. (laughs) Yes. That was pretty funny. Although, I don't know, I always feel bad when you make a 10-year-old do the big cuss. I don't know why. The big cuss. Scarred for life. It just makes me feel bad. You know, like, oh. bomb in a movie. Yeah. Like, it's just always there. I don't know. It's fine when you're older, but, and their parents have signed off, it's fine, whatever. I don't know. Uh, here's a, a, a yelling of the neighbor. Neighbor. Help! No, please! Help! My favorite part is, neighbor. And then you go into screen <laughs> mode. Neighbor. I see it, neighbor. Yep, neighbor. neighbor. All right, here's uh, Dwight Yoakam talking about how stuff works when there's propane in the air. You're not going to pass out numb nuts. They'll throw up first. Numb nuts. Numb nuts. My new song, Numb Nuts. <laughs> numb Nuts. Right. I'm passed out with my numb nuts. He's a, <laughs> he's a, <laughs> he has, he's a really good, 
He's a really good threatener, and here's proof of that. You're not going to pass out. Oh, wrong one. So Sorry. Here's the threatening line. Don't you take your tone with me, jerkwad, because I'll shove it up your ass and snap it off. Ooh. I Ooh. really didn't Wait, understand the use of jerkwad. Yeah. Jerkwad. You never hear that? That was huge when I was younger. Oh, yeah, I oh, know. Yeah. But but we'd already elevated the game to uh, F-bombs and everything else and mm-hmm. shooting people in the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I felt like jerkwad was a, was like, a step like a back. A little bit of a backtrack, yeah. Yeah, a little bit back, yeah. Numbnuts and jerkwad. A little lower lower tier on the cusp rate. Uh, my, my favorite 80s buddy comedy. Yeah, jerkwad <laughs> and numbnuts. <laughs> buddy cop show. Oh, numbnuts okay. and jerkwad. I'd watch that. All right. Yeah, I watched that first episode. Be some guy sitting on his nuts until he go numb. Because- there you go. All right, he's going. Pa- he's, <laughs> he's panicking here. Here's some panic. I can't go to prison, man. I'm not built for that shit. Jeez. Oh, all right, Jared Leto. Easy, buddy. Numb nuts. He needs to get in the panic room if he's going to panic like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Then I wrote here. If you want to ensure that the person on the other line might just hang up on you and you won't be able to get your call through, say this. Put him on the phone, bitch. Come on, just like you know. <laughs> A little oh, sugar okay. goes a long way. Is all I'm saying. Uh, that was that was that was interesting. I I, I couldn't I I could I can't claim off this. I I couldn't understand whether how true that was, but I can't imagine ever calling nine one one and them saying and, hold please. Well, and <laughs> if they had to, how would you convince yourself in a few seconds that the right thing to do would be to call someone else? Like yeah, yeah. There's just you would hold forever. Yeah. Thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm about to be helped now. I've got a connection with the outside world with the one agency that is designed to help me. Well, Why, like, yeah, now these, these days you get your wait time is approximately 22 right. minutes. Uh-huh. Oh, damn it. I'm going to call someone else. Yep. It's all true. All right. Here's a, a Leto noise. Just a noise. Huh? There you go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then uh, here's Dwight Yoakam again. Say that shit about the money again, baby cakes. Baby cakes. Baby cakes. We're really scaling back from uh, the F-bombs. Yeah, yeah. really. Uh, Ibit, this one's for you. See you, Burnham. See you, Burnham. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah. How could you not? Yeah. It's impossible. Bye, Burnham. Love you, boy. All right, two more files. This one is his hand getting slammed at first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something about that I like. And then more yelling at his hand in the door. Even if you got millions out of that deal, what are you going to do about your hand? Nothing. It's ruined. No surgeries fixing that thing. You're done. No, especially as long as those fingers sit outside. Yep. Just sitting there. Yep. Waiting. Sitting in the heat. Everybody was sweating. Yeah, mm-hmm. nothing good. Like no, you need to cryogenically you know freeze cool, them. Like uh, those cool little mechanical arm things with the hands, a little grippy hands. Yeah, all right, I guess if you have a lot of money, you get the money, best you one. You can get one of those. Yeah, yeah, right. the best possible one. Right. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, that's that. Everybody, now this. Whoops. That. Nope. That. Nope. Where's the thing? Oh, here it is. Oh no! Found it. Time for the film sack checklist. Yeah, that's right. And here it is. Raul can take care of it. Check. They just kept saying that. Uh, Don't point blank propane sniffing. Ever. Check. Ever. And then I made a bad pun. Which one is the Dwight guy? (laughs) (laughs) Also, you could say Dwight guy dies last. That was another thing I thought of. Dwight guy. Oh, gotcha. Get it? Instead of the black guy dies first, Dwight guy dies last. You know, because he's Dwight Yoakam. Uh, anyway, hey, Star Trek Connection, check this out. 
Another uh, low actor count, says Daryl, with only 17. None of them in Star Trek. There are stuntmen and other artists who worked on both this and Trek, however, uh, but nobody of note. So hmm. there you go. Not to say that those jobs aren't of note, but Daryl did not list them. Yeah, boy. Send your emails to the treknerd at gmail.com. That's his address. Uh, stuntmen and... <laughs> yep. Top men. All right. Uh, <laughs> soundtrack great. I give it a C and W for creepy and weird. Uh, it was good. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I thought it was so good. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. uh, not a AAA, but close. Like, yeah. you know. It's like but, this like, film. Sure it fits if, the movie entirely, don't you think? Yeah, and I'm sure if I had this score, and I don't, I'd, I never even thought about having this score. I would like find tracks that I would use for various things, you know, like, ooh, I'm going to put this on when I'm vacuuming or something. I don't know, but it just, uh, <laughs> like, it was... It was We're going to put this on when I'm laying in a tub in a bubble bath drinking my red wine. It's going to be... Farting red wine bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, fun. it's going to be great. Trying yourself to sleep. Uh, all right, there you go. Now we do the Twitter post. This is... 280 characters or less where you guys sum up this film. Let's start with Randy. Panic room. I know what you're thinking. This tweet writes itself. But, you know, there are a bunch of men coming over and the only woman in the house is single and hiding from them. Just like a Saturday night at Ebbets House. (laughs) Saw that coming. Uh, Brian Dunaway. Oh, panic room. The alarm goes off in the middle of the night. What will you do? Call the police and wait until Tuesday. Trapes downstairs in your under things to check it out. I think not. Also, that's not how propane works. <laughs> <laughs> under things. Uh, they said I that in the movie, part. didn't they? They used the term. Yeah, that was a, that was a quote directly from that was in quotes. I should have put quotes and unquote. That's a thing I never heard anywhere but in uh, movies or TV because my mom, growing up, would she would never say you need under to wear things. something more than your under things or. Let's clean your under. Thing. I'm going to start using it though. Yeah. It's in my list. All hey, right. I'm washing your under things. Yeah. Ooh. It is kind of fun. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we now? Oh, uh, Brian Ibbett. Whew. Oh, God. Yeah. Almost. I know. I start panicking. Yeah. Panic room. Small confined space. Snacks. A phone that doesn't work. You know, add a little soundproofing on his walls. This would make the perfect podcasting studio. I even already have a fingertip guillotine. Oh. <laughs> Cigarish. Oh, my gosh. Now that you're saying that, maybe that's what I need to do is build like a little soundproof room. A little panic podcasting mm. studio. Yeah. I'm stuck in here. There are people here. I'm, reco- I'm, I'm recording a Radio Free America. It's the podcast panic. Yep. Wake up, sheeple. I'll do that whole thing. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, all right. Well, well done. Those are those things. Now there's this. On this card, I have what is apparently the titles this movie almost received. In fact, in one case, it did receive it. Uh, in uh, Latin countries, this was called Hispanic Room. That was on. Oh. That was originally on my list as uh, one of the ones I was going to oh, use in my intro. My. Hispanic room, get it? Hispanic room, yep. Uh, and then uh, f- uh, the other one that was almost picked but just didn't quite make the 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 list was Yoakum if you got him. All right, moving yeah. on. <laughs> That's very good. It's not bad. Email uh, thing here. We got an email from a listener. His name is Walter, and he sent this as. And he says, I'm the one who knocks. No, he doesn't say that. He says, hey, guys, love the show. I have a movie request based on a situation you had back in December of 2016 with episode 316. Uh-huh. The Rock, the movie The Rock, you know, the one with the, the, right, the right, whatnot. Right. Uh, you guys had discussed sacking an older Star Wars film, likely to be a prequel. I just want to say I would love that. Heck yeah, Heck yes. Please, guys, this needs to be done. 
and to preempt any dispute like Randy. I don't know why he said that, Randy. He wrote that. <laughs> Randy! He, he wrote that. That's not my words. That's his. Because he knows. Uh, of, quote, it's already been done or can't come up with anything new, etc. I don't care about what other people have said. I care about what you guys think and what Aww. you will say. It's not like I'm going to put out there and say, gee, Aww. I wonder what podcasts are out there about the Star Wars prequels. I want to hear it from the film sack crew. Love the show, Walter. I get it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, like I say, it's just this weird, weird thing that we started this show the same week as uh, How Did This Get Made got started. And I have just always had that in the back of my mind. Like, mm. those guys who are way more famous than us and therefore have an, uh, you know, a huge audience and so on, have they already covered this? And like, do I, I, and I just take a peek and I'm like, oh, no, no, don't, don't tamper. Don't tamper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never look. I never look at anyone else's doing like yeah with movie stuff because I don't want to uh, a I don't want to find out that they're doing something I'm doing or vice right. versa, but I just feel like living in my bubble and just saying here's film sack it is what it is, enjoy. Uh, yeah, and I feel like you know we're going to overlap with mystery science theater and have this get made and and stuff like that. Yeah, whatever. So we overlap. You yeah. know, we're not saying yeah. the same we have thing. Our, we have our own, exactly. We have our own take. It's our own thing. And I never, I mean, no one ever believes me, but it's still the truth. I never saw Mr. Science Theater prior to this show. I'd, no, I'd, I'd never seen an episode. It just yeah. wasn't. I saw way. it. And I, I saw it. And I never, I never put it together as the same thing because it's a totally different mm-hmm. piece. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nothing. our live commentaries are even. They're, they're the most similar thing that we do to that. And those are even very different from what they do. Yeah. And, and I always think of those as more like, director's dvt commentary then yeah, right you know they're also else. a lot of it's scripted uh yeah. and that's fine for what it is and everything but we're to say that we're scripted would be the biggest joke ever we don't script anything like we could just well, show I up script here. my intro well, well I, I mean, yeah our, our regular shows but not, not our live viewings live viewings I, I script my intro and then I go off of my own script every time. (laughs) And there's this, there's this thing in my head that's kind of mad at the jerk who wrote it because it's not written perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. I read mine. I read mine exactly. Is this, is this written? Yeah. If curse, if cursory notes and improv are exact scripting, then we're, I guess then we're scripting, but I don't think we are. Uh, thanks for your email, Walter. I consider it like which of those films. I still think Phantom Menace would be the one to do if we ever did I think it. So too, yeah. yeah. Of all of them, like I'm down with that. I'd do it. Uh, it just would be a matter of when. I mean, maybe maybe in 2020 we just make it a thing. We'll make sure to get it in there. We should do it around Christmas time. Yeah, that'd be all right. Huh. Did we do the Christmas special, Star Wars Christmas special? Eventually, yeah. Did, did we end up doing it? I don't remember if we did. No, mm-hmm. we didn't. Why didn't we do we're, that? We're looking for it. We haven't done it. We're looking for it. I think the problem oh, is it's... Yeah, no, we have it. We have it. We're we're doing it uh, around Christmas time. We have... Somebody sent us a video file that we can use. And is it this year that we were meant to do that? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay. We, we thought about it last year. We talked about it last year, but we haven't done it yet. We should do that. Right. We should absolutely yeah. do that. Get that thing done and out of here. That's it's the, right. It's the first time you get to see Kashyyyk. It's like the yeah. home planet of the Wookiees. Crazy. What, how else are you going to get that in your life? The answer is no other way. <laughs> uh that's it for emails filmsack at gmail.com is the address you're going to want to use you can also leave us a voicemail if you'd like i'd rather do that 801-471-0462 our next film in sacktober 2019 and will be it's what? our halloween film yeah. for 2019 scott yeah what are we watching i don't remember we're gonna watch carrie oh carrie, carrie. this is the one about the woman from sex in the city right yeah no yes. um oh, it's no. it's about how things they change my friend 
Mm. Now, is this the original <laughs> carry or is this the latter carry? Yes, we're watching the original's 1976 film. This is streaming on Netflix. It stars Sissy Spacek and uh, we're oh, going to get daughter. And, and William Kett, the greatest American <laughs> hero. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Early, early Brian De Palma. Ooh. Uh, I don't know how we've gotten through nine or ten Sacktobers without watching Carrie yet. It's pretty much, uh, you know, like the perfect Halloween film for us. So yeah, I think it'd be good. I, we all love our Stephen King. We like our early adaptations. We like those. Uh, everything about this is good. I never did see yeah. the Chloe Amaratized Mortets, whatever her name is. The, who's the... <laughs> <laughs> what the new one grace moretz that's the one i've never seen that version of this isn't that her who does the new one yes that's her okay. <laughs> like the amortized is uh i see it moretz amortized a lot of the same letters in there Chloretz. i don't know what she is Chloretz. Yes. weird name but uh yeah i never Chloretz. saw that and actually it's been it's so long since i've seen the first carry that i really have very little memory so can't wait for the big pig blood scene or whatever that is isn't there some blood from a pig very yeah, much yeah there is yeah blood. Mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be like period blood or something because there's some deal like that i don't tell all the good parts uh, of course yeah, good good parts good lord all right well that be that of me next week here on sacktober <laughs> where we finish things out with a bang that is our last sacktober film isn't it yeah it and then yeah. we're gonna we're gonna probably take a little break for a week <laughs> then we're gonna watch uh eight hallmark christmas films in yes, a row in a row that'd be great <laughs> A very Thanksgiving. Film. Oh, so we're just giving up on Thanksgiving? Fine. How many Thanksgiving movies do you know that would be sackable? I don't know of any. Like, I like The uh, Family Stone. See, you, if you hadn't asked me, you I could have told you 100. Automobiles is not sackable. No. I mean, it is, but we don't want to because we all watch it every year anyway. Like, we got to come. If you can come up with a good Halloween or a good uh, Thanksgiving thing uh, done away, then we'll do it. Mm-hmm. All right. How about Pieces of April? That's a great movie. The hell is that? Oh. That's Thanksgiving-y? No, that's what, of course. It, that's right. what May is picking up after the month starts. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah, lots more stuff coming. But also, it's our 10-year anniversary this month, and I think next week will be the week we really uh, give that the, the proper shout-out. It deserves. I uh, don't know what that means in terms of any other special <gasps> stuff, but 10 years is a big deal. So we're going to try to You've make a got mail as a Thanksgiving movie. Is oh, it really? That's not, that's not bad. I, I agree. Agree that we should watch. You've got mail. Agree that it's a Thanksgiving movie. Oh, I don't know <laughs> I'm still, I'm still kind of on this pieces of April thing. Now that I'm seeing the cast list, it's like, yeah, oh, that's wow. good stuff too. Yeah. Is it? Huh. I mean, it, it, hmm. I'm looking now. It can't just be some rom com. I don't want to do that. Uh, it is streaming on Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. No, I don't think it's a rom com, is it? But it's like it, a it kind of is coming of age kind of thing. I don't. It's know. It's more like you're getting old and you got to find a new relationship. And one and there's a there's this real uh, Tom Hanks is coming in. He's like a businessman, and then Meg Ryan's a smaller uh, business person, and they're like. Wait, were you talking about pieces oh, wait, of April? I'm talking about pieces of April, not oh, uh, April. Okay, yeah, I got I you. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> what? That's you a... don't remember you got mail, but yeah, pieces yeah. of April. Is totally I, remember I remember you, you got, got mail. mail being a rom com, very much. I was so. about to say coming of age. We're weird, Brian. But yeah, that, okay. Ibbett's got a personal connection to that because the you've got mail guy did a sounder for you or two or whatever he did. Didn't you oh, interview him or something? Well, the AOL guy, yeah, yeah, same um, guy. But I'm realizing in pieces of April, talk about our rap stars turned actors. This one features. Cisco, yes, the thong song Cisco as Latrell. Nice, Cisco. And it. one, and one last one. Son-in-law, starring starring Paulie Shore, very Thanksgiving. You know what? I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't not do a Polly Shore movie. Yeah, be totally fine with that. I think I'd be okay with that. That's Thanksgiving enough. I'd do that. We could wheeze the juice. <laughs> we could totally wheeze the juice. Yeah. Is it wheeze the juice? Or is it, it just is wheeze the, the juice? juice. Wheeze yeah. the juice. Wheeze in the juice. I don't know what it means, but that's what he says. Oh he's taking you know the juice. He's stealing the juice. That dude oh, is from such a singular... He calls himself the weasel, and yeah. therefore he is weasling oh, the juice. Oh, he's weaseling, but it's short for weaseling. He's just wheezing. Yeah. Wheezing the juice. I he, was like... <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> he is such a thing of his time. Holy crap. All right. We'll, uh, we'll get to all that uh, coming up soon. Uh, thank you all for being here and for listening and for being a part of the show. Once again, you can find us at filmsack.com. You'll find the links to all the old episodes of the show as well as everything that's current, including blog posts and all that stuff. So check that out. Our voicemail line, once again, is 801-471-0462. Email address, filmsack at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at filmsack. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Roll. We'll see you next time. Roll. Heaven. <laughs> Put him on the phone, bitch. Oh, I forgot to play the... Ah, yeah. Put him on the phone. I forgot to play this. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. And then... And now I can't... Who are you? (laughs) I'm wrong. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.